Good evening, Patriots. And this is the end of Friday, August 4th in the year 2023. And, you know, this whole issue with what's going on with President Trump and this circus that we're going through in this nation is ultimately really geared back to the whole principle of not the American people not knowing their Constitution. And a lot of that takes us back to what has been conveniently called the Act of 1871, which has no authority, but which they convinced the people has authority, and in so doing, took over the Constitution with a legislative branch and the executive branch and created a legislative body of law that we've abided by, but in the process have become dumber every year on the way our Constitution works. So we're going to get into some of that here in just a moment. Right now, Patriots, one thing that I need to remind everybody of is, or actually two things. One, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, we're doing the prayer, what is prayer, our prayer bended knee. So that'll start at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for prayer. And we'll do the, our, our prayer requests are in. And so we'll hit that early in the morning. And then Sunday, at 2 p.m. on Clout Hub, Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And we are going to be um, doing the event with Jaron Jackson on Common Law. Now, people have said they've gone to the site, they clicked on the event, it takes them to the Bart's page. Yes, because until that event is activated, it's it's there's nothing there. So once we get to 2 p.m. on Sunday, Pacific Time, that will activate and you'll be brought into the event. That's the way Cloud Hub works. Someone else asked about um, donations. We'll get up a donation link so that we have that going so we can donate money to Jaron, which would be great. And that's about it. So it should be a good event. It should be a really good learning event. And I think we'll all be well rewarded for it. Jaron is pretty darn smart on this stuff, which is pretty impressive overall. Now, Patriots, one thing that um, we all need to keep aware of is our air quality. We can control that with a home air purification system. And what I'm using right now, which I think is the best on the market, is what's called EK Pure. It's an American-made air filtration system that uses a hospital-grade HEPA filter and a mineral filter. And it literally runs, it's running right now in the background, it runs 24 hours a day completely transforms the quality of air in the room in my studio and just love it. It filters out viruses, allergens, chemicals, and odors. Really does it a fantastic job. And it was selected by the Department of Defense to filter the air in Navy ships. So if you head on over to ekpure.com, ekpure.com, use your promo code BARGE, you'll get 10% off plus a free professional air quality monitor. That's about $150 savings. It's a really good package. Nicely built, like I said, all-American made, easy to use, quiet, works great. So again, ekpure.com, ekpure.com. Use your promo code BARDS, 10% off, and get a professional air quality monitor with it for free. There you go. So I want to play a piece tonight. It's very interesting. And um, not at all what I had expected to hear, especially from this person, and I'll tell you, when you, um, let me just bring this up real quick because I need to give you give her you her name, so stand by as I do this. But very impressive what was put out today, and this was an interview that was done actually in, uh, in the UK, and this was Holly, I'm sorry, Jan Halper Hayes. Jan Halper Hayes, and she's she is somebody to, to, of importance. She's working on a Department of Defense uh, panel or, or uh, like a think tank thing. So let me play this for you. It's just very interesting. This whole interview. I, I'm just going to leave it at that, and then we'll discuss it here in a minute. Hold on a second. There's so many people. 
You're in the studio. Good to see you, as always. Good to see Good you. To see you. Um, there's so many people putting this down as a political conspiracy theory, but actually there are real questions to be answered here. There are? Yeah, of course there are. Of course there are. What he's being accused of, but what part do you think is to answer that the 2020 election is going to be re-litigated because of this? They've made a huge, huge mistake with this one because even though we thought what was going to happen was they were going to go after him for treason or sedition, but they did criminally charge him, but they didn't go to that extreme. As a result, he has due process so he can subpoena people and bring things in. Now, let me say something about this 2020 election is that Biden is the legitimate president, but he's the legitimate president of what is now the bankrupt U.S. corporation. And that was a treaty in 1871. Well, on September 12, 2018, Trump created an executive order. Within that, he outlined in future elections any kind of foreign or domestic interference, specifically for the 2020 election. So we say, how did he know some of these things were going to happen? Election integrity on both sides of the aisle is tough. It's really tough. But what this has done is it's opened the door for Trump to present his case. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, because the, I mean, what we see on this side of the pond is a very difficult situation where the legal system is politicized in the United States, which is abhorrent to us over right. here. So the fact that Trump can subpoena, some people saying it's a mistake by Jack Smith, but actually he can subpoena, we, you know, people can actually see evidence from both right. sides. That's a sensible yes, move. Exactly. And, and it's a great mistake by Jack Smith that he's done that. Absolutely great. See, the thing is, think about um, uh, Edward Snowden and all the information he had. Think about the fact that our military, our Department of Defense Space Force, <clears throat> if you think that they don't have the actual real results from the election, then you're fooling yourself. Yeah, but what we, what we do know with this is there are, we're told <clears throat> uh, uh, that there are plenty of notes from people, including Vice President um, Pence, that there are some recordings of, of Donald Trump acknowledging that actually what he said in public was nonsense that some of these states, whether he claimed he was in, out saying it's, I mean, look, Detroit is corrupt, it's all corrupt, the results are corrupt, and that when in reality he knew it wasn't. That's illegal. But you know what? That's what someone's claiming, but that's not the fact, and that's not what Donald Trump really has ever said. He's been very, very clear. I mean, the issues were, for example, in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court of the state of Pennsylvania stepped in and changed some of the election laws. Under our Constitution, it's only the state legislators that can do that. 2,000 Mules, the film that came out, what they did, they spent over $4 million tracking the phones. And the reason it's only 2,000 Mules is that based on the visits to the drop boxes in Georgia, they had to have gone over 10 times. And they've got all the film for that. So the thing is that... Um, the election integrity is so different and so problematic in every single state, every single state. But that doesn't mean that the machines didn't do something, that there were some other kind of finagling, but the long and short... Go ahead. Well, it, it doesn't... But that's, that's where conspiracy comes in, is it? To say, well, it doesn't mean that something didn't happen. Well, there's no evidence that it happened. I mean, there's how many, how many court cases did the Trump campaign try to bring? There's, nothing's gone in his favour. Okay, wait a minute. Everyone, the media goes, oh, there were 60, 60 court cases that were rejected. No, there were three. He won two, he lost one. 57 were never heard because they had no standing. And standing means that the person bringing the case has to claim some kind of impact or injury. So it's really, you know, the media did that, and they're great at doing that, but it, it was a fallacy in there. And the thing is that 
Um, you know, you know, I sit on a task force at the Department of Defense, and the thing is, they've got the goods. They've got the goods, and Trump knew that if he presented any of the goods early on, we'd have a civil war. That he really felt that the people needed to see how bad it could get. And that's the sense that we're getting from Trump's lawyer about what his defense is going to be. So he, this is all going to be based on free speech, the First Amendment in the U.S. Constitution, that he had a right to say what he believed. And mm -hmm. he believed uh, that the election results were not uh, as was put out. But the point is, if you live in a democracy and you believe in a democracy, then that means that even if you don't like the outcome of an election, you respect that. Because it's a democratic vote. Well, a, a democratic vote, and so therefore he should be silent about it. No, he, has a, he has a right to speak, but the issue, of course, is if he then acts to subvert that election result. Oh, so that because you think he's being criticized because in Georgia he said, can you find me 12,000 votes? Or, um, you know, the thing is, he didn't try to subvert anything. What he's really done is he set up the deep state to come out, and that's why we're seeing all these things. I mean, it just it was revealed with whistleblowers and um, Hunter Biden's ex-best friend that in 2015, um, the head of Burisma gave Joe and Hunter Biden 10 million bribe. In 2018... Hunter is, I mean, uh, Joe is on TV publicly saying that he threatened that unless they got the prosecutor fired, that um, he wasn't going to let them have their one billion in support. In 2019, Trump calls Zelensky to find out about what went on to get the prosecutor fired, and he gets impeached. Mm. I mean, that's... We've lived with it for a long time. Brother, that's, that's, we're almost out of time. I, say, I, just oh. want, I just want to pick you up on one thing. You said earlier on, you know, um, Donald Trump has been very clear on this. Is he a man that you believe? I mean, look, he's about as believable as a chocolate teapot, isn't he? Look, I know that... Oh, thank God you got the negativity in at the end and not the beginning. <laughs> I can always count on you for that. Always. Um, but it's a legitimate point to say that Donald Trump is a man who always speaks the truth. That can't be the case. I mean, it's hardly the case of any leader, to be fair, but, I mean, definitely not Donald Trump. Well, I don't know if I said everything or always, because I do call him the embellisher-in-chief, because he's mm. a marketer. Um, but in terms of telling us things, optics, you better believe that he's very much a straight shooter in terms of actions that he's going to take or what he thinks needs to be done. You know, they made fun of him because they assumed he broke protocol and walked in front of the queen. No, if you go back and look at it, you will see he looked at her. She gave a wave with her hand. He proceeded she took a couple of steps, he stopped, and he waited for her to join. That was an optic to tell us that he then was going to bankrupt the U.S. corporation because it was the Vatican, the Crown, and the U.S. that was part since 1871. And we were giving you our tax dollars. We were paying back. You know, we, forget this Tea Party and without taxation, without representation. We owed you a lot of money because you helped us in the Civil War. And so that is what Trump has now, to he told the queen, I'm ending this. We're dissolving this corporation. We're going to go back to being a republic and we'll all be separate. The pope wasn't happy. You should find the picture of him visiting the pope. It took 650 planes to remove our gold from the Vatican Bank. I'm not very happy about it, Jan, to be perfectly honest. We could do with your money at the minute. <laughs> Keep it flowing, I say. Um, Jan Halberhage, really good to see I find this to be an extremely interesting conversation for a lot of reasons. Number one, just to give you a background on Jan Halper Hayes, she lives in England, the United Kingdom. She's, she has a PhD, and she focuses a lot on mentoring and broadcasting and writing. She's an advisor in what's called the Presage Advisory Limited Group. Now, why I bring this up is what we're starting to understand here is that we are seeing, again, 
the, the consequences of a constitution that has been ignored. And this is one of the endemic problems of our constitution is it, you know, Ben Franklin's statement, you have a republic, now good, good luck keeping it. The greatest weakness of our entire system is that when people cease to become, cease to remain educated on how it works and people begin to be lazy and less concerned about government and more concerned about just their daily lives, then we start to see a falling apart of the system. And that's what has happened here. In the examples that the media gives, constantly they, they turn lies. But what we've never imagined is a place where a group of people, talking heads, judges, lawyers, have all colluded to literally circumvent the Constitution. And this now rolls back to the Act of 1871. Now, if you listen, if you remember, I did an interview. If you haven't heard it, you can go back and find it with Chris Ann Hall, one of the most brilliant minds in our Constitution in the country. And by the way, I would highly recommend that you, you Google Chris Ann Hall and take a look at her program, which is called, it's the Liberty First Society. Liberty First. I'm, I've subscribed to it. And I am working through those courses on learning the Constitution. She has an amazing interactive program online to learn the Constitution. And I would highly recommend that you do it. We are not going to be any good as a people, even like in all of this, as I see this for me, because my mission is my focus in life right now, as God gave me, is Operation Vineyard. Operation Vineyard ultimately has to work under common law. In order to work under common law, you have to know the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. And you need to understand how common law works in with all of those documents to return the power of the sovereign, which is who we are, which is to reset this nation back under the control of a moral law or hence kingdom authority. All of those things link. What has happened in this process over the last years is that as people have been made to be busy. They've taken over the economic system. They've pressed wages down. They've kept people separated from the basic labors and ability to own land, all of these things that our country was grounded on. Little by little, the legislative state took over. And so we have become accustomed to a nation where politicians dictate to us what laws are going to be. So as an example, when someone comes in and says to you, okay, we're going to ban incandescent light bulbs. And we go, damn, I hate this darn environmentalists, and then they say, okay, we're going to ban just, and you name it, we're, we're going to ban gas stoves. Damn, I hate this. I hate these regulations, these damn politicians, these environmentalists. They don't have any authority to do that because that has to do with property, and we have the right to own property. The problem is we don't know our rights. And in the process, they just continue to layer on and layer on and layer on all of these issues these regulations, and in the process, we submit to their rule of law, which is not the rule of law of we the people. This is a tyranny. And our founding fathers knew that that would happen. And hence the reason as well, when you really listen to what these people say, there's a number of things they don't want you to know about the founding of this nation. And one of the reasons they're working so hard to rewrite the history before your very eyes tearing down statues, online rewriting histories, using using queer theory, the black hate hate white people theory that they're teaching in schools. I guess they call it critical race theory, whatever the heck it is. All of this is designed to completely destroy our understanding of who we are as a people. The Constitution of the United States, you had better have a paper copy because I will guarantee you with AIs that are working, if it keeps going the way it is, by 2026, you won't even be able to find a digital copy anywhere that's accurate. It's like a Bible. If you don't have a paper Bible in your hands right now, you're in a bad place. Get a paper Bible. And every chance you get, buy the document books, the paper books about our founding fathers' work. Because we're moving into a place where they're going to be able to digitally alter everything and then try to tell you you're a liar. This is how they will take over this nation and ruin it forever and ever and ever. It's all part of their plan. Now, we'll, according to what we have here with Jan Alper Hayes, 
obviously things are not going well for the deep state. That doesn't relinquish our responsibility and need to become more educated in the Constitution. Trump is playing into the circles of the deep state court system, and he's using their rules against them. But that's what happens when you have billions of dollars behind you. We have to be able to be smart to understand where, that we are sovereigns of this nation. It's we the people. And that's the whole foundation of the Constitution. And that means we're not subject to any rule and not obliged to follow any rule or law that it violates the basic tenets of the Constitution. There is, it is illegal because if it runs against the law of the land, which the Constitution is, we, do not, we are not obliged to it. The problem is that we have allowed these thugs, perverts, pedophiles to take power, give them guns, and give them authority over us. So if you tell a cop, for example, there's a great example, they come banging at your door. Let us in. We've got a warrant. Okay. Kick the door in. I'm serious. Kick the door in. Don't say anything. Just let them. If they have a warrant, they have a right to enter into the premises. But if they're not going to break down the door, what they're waiting for you to do is to open the door so that they can now bridge that space and commit you to a search and seizure. Now, look, I'll be clear. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not giving you legal advice. I'm just advising what I understand to be the Constitution. Take it, leave it, and research it. But the problem is we have become weak, intimidated, and fearful as a people. It's just like with taxes and the IRS. The minute that you file and sign that paper or even sign a deferment, you have contracted legally with the IRS. Of course they're going to take your stuff if you don't pay. So when I hear somebody say, oh, man, you know, the IRS whacked me and, I didn't, and now they're coming after me, my, my first question is going to be, did you file? And typically they say, yeah, well, did you pay it? No. Well, of course they're going to come after you. They're a collection agency. And you signed a contract to pay. See, we have to get smarter at how we do business instead of being weak and intimidated, which is basically what has happened. Our life in this country was never designed to be one of being intimidated patriots. We were supposed to distrust government. And in the process of distrusting government, we are supposed to always challenge it. That's why this, one of the core reasons why candidate worship drives me crazy now, I, be, I will be interested to see how this Trump thing unfolds. It would be great to see it unfold the way that it's implied by Jan Helper Hayes. And, I, and if she's right, then it's going to be quite a show. Because through the process of the coming months, they're going to relitigate, completely relitigate the entire event of 2020 election. Now, just so I'm clear, and that's one voice on this, Jan Halper Hayes, I want you to listen to this two-minute and 20-second piece by Jesse Waters. This is where it gets interesting. Donald Trump's lawyers licking his chops. They're going to be relitigating the 2020 election in open court for months. And this is exactly what Donald Trump's been dying to do. We now have the ability in this case to issue our own subpoenas and we will relitigate every single issue in the 2020 election in the context of this litigation. It, it, it gives President Trump an opportunity that he has never had before, which is to have subpoena power since January 6th in a way that can be exercised in federal but, court. Your... This election came down to just about 40,000 votes between three states, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Trump had to have flipped half of that 40,000, and he wins the Electoral College. That's about as razor thin as you can get which makes you understand why Trump was fighting so hard for every vote. And that fight's going to continue in court next year when Philly, Detroit, Milwaukee, Clark County, Nevada, and Maricopa County, Arizona, and the entire state of Georgia are going to have to prove on the stand that they ran clean elections. But that's only the appetizer. If Trump wins after he pardons himself, welcome to the revenge tour. Oh, he'll be out for blood. You think he's going to let bygones be bygones? He's going to put his men at justice, and the Clintons, Obamas, the Pelosi's, the Schiff's, and yeah, of course, the Bidens. Everyone will be legally assaulted. 
their family members, their foundations, their businesses. Everything's fair game after this. Trump won't care about re-election because he's only serving one term. Biden's creating a one-man wrecking crew with a list a mile long. A lot of people are going to get fired in Washington, and the rules are going to change. Scream and holler all you want, but if you're going to try to make a 78-year-old former president die in prison away from his friends and family, hit him with 78 charges after spying on him and impeaching him twice, oh, you better believe it's open season. So 2016 was the biggest political upset in American history. 2020 was the most controversial election in American history. And if Trump wins in 2024, it will be the greatest comeback in American history. Yes, it will. And it will be crazy. We have allowed, as we the people, to get this far down the road. And unfortunately, it's going to take a wrecking ball to get it back. And there's a lot of things that we are not going to be able to get rid of unless we, the people, decide that we don't want them. Things like artificial intelligence, things like digital currencies. We've let these people in, and you don't just simply get them out of your house. I don't know if you've tried to get cockroaches out of your house before, but once they settle in, they keep coming. And that's all on us, ultimately, not knowing our Constitution. And it's easy just look at this and say, you know, well, you know, I, I didn't know it. I, I didn't grow up with it. And that's fine. I mean, that's the truth. Most people didn't get a good civics education. I had an incredibly good civics education when I grew up. And I had it when I was in ninth grade. It was mandatory in my school. And the person that taught it was Mr. Freeman, who was a World War II veteran. And we got civics like nobody. And we, and I was even at that point offered to go and become a Senate page, which thank goodness I didn't, but a Senate page for Senator Hatfield in Oregon. We all need a strong civics understanding. You have to know your constitution. You have to understand what our founding fathers intended, and we have to be understand that these men were amazing scholars of the ancient texts, of the Bible, of the current events of the day, of the philosophies of the various eras that preceded them. They were incredible readers. So there's a real risk that we get into now as we follow so much noise and confusion of the news that we tend to forget the importance of where we are and what we need to do. Take a listen to this. This is a good perspective on all of this. Hang on. What's going on, guys? This morning, my wife and I were talking about all the things going on in the world, UFOs, artificial intelligence, inflation. The world's corrupt. It's evil. Look around. There's no denying that. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. And I told her, we've got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And we've got to stop focusing on all these things. And she said, you know what? You're right. But there's nothing wrong with being informed. And I said, you're right. I'll give you that. But here's the reality. There's a difference between being informed and being absolutely obsessed to a point where you take your eyes off Christ and you focus on all this mess. The Apostle Peter was a great example. You know, Jesus told him, get out of the boat and come walking to me on the water. And what did he do? He got out and he walked on water. But what happened in the midst of that is he took his eyes off Jesus and he started focusing on all the storms. And what did he do? He fell in the water. Here's the reality, guys. We have got to keep our eyes fixed on Christ. Yes, you should be informed. Be aware. But when you take your eyes off Jesus, you will lose the ability to see the things that Jesus needs you to see. Absolutely. And that's really going to define the difference between those that are walking in Christ and those that are going to walk in the umbrella of politics. There are so many people that are wrapped around this Trump event right now, eyes pinned on that, when in fact they should be on their knees praying. And not necessarily praying for Trump, but praying for this nation, praying to repent for this nation, because we've gone way off the rails. And like I've said, in all of this noise and confusion that's going on with Donald J. Trump, Nothing is changing in relationship to the actual critical things that God cares about, which are his children. And that is the sickest part of us all. Our country was blessed by our father to be a country that was built around the concept of brotherly love, to love thy neighbor, open to the many religions around the world, but structured so that everybody worked under the umbrella of a moral law given to us by God, the one God, 
giving people latitude to worship in reasonable sense. I, you know, sadly, I don't think our founding fathers imagined a world where people would become so morally bankrupt that they would seek out things like the Church of Satan that blatantly throws it in your face. And yet here we are. I don't, I can't imagine that our founding fathers could have even conceived of a time and place where parents would escort their children to a clinic to have boys castrated and girls debreasted to switch their gender and to leave them permanently scarred for the rest of their life. I don't think our founding fathers ever imagined a public that would succumb to the words of pandemic and put on masks and walk around and wait for a vax to free them only to be told that they need another and another before they can be freed and willingly roll up their sleeves and let somebody inject an magic solution in which they didn't know what it was. I don't think they imagined a, a world where people would become so dependent on the medical institutions that they failed to realize that they were trapped by the magic of pharmacia and wouldn't seek God first in all things they did. See, we had very faithful framers of this nation. And it's part of the reason the documents are so powerful. And it's a perspective that we have to reclaim if we're going to reclaim this country. I've said it for a long time now. The two things that will make a difference in us resetting this nation have nothing to do with politics. It's accountability is key and resetting the moral base of this nation. But when you have a willful and compliant people, and we can simply take the election, we have proof of this on video, we have proof of this in interviews, where people see it as their right to deny a vote for another man because they see this person as dangerous. And so they make the determination that they will deny people's votes, throw them away, put them in the recycling bin, and accept that as a proper way. We have a moral abomination in this nation. I don't believe our founding fathers could have ever imagined that there would be a public funding of abortion so that people could go in and rip a child out of them. And then a public that sits quiet while we trade baby parts across the world. There's no possible way our founding fathers could have imagined kids being flooded across the southern border. 83,000 children gone missing and the public doesn't say a damn thing. Because the values and the morals of the early time were so much different. Families mattered. Children mattered. And yet we're here in a time where we are part of this time. And I say this with a heavy heart because nations will be judged. And it crosses my mind many times. And I've talked to, I've had my conversations with God. It's like, you know, God, I really don't want to have to deal, live through a period where a nation collapses and we have to succumb to the wrath of your hand, which, like Habakkuk, and watch our country turned into a slave camp because we failed to worship you. And yet, right in our founding documents, it's there what we should be doing. And that's the most amazing thing. We have a huge obligation right now as we start to awaken on a deeper level and to realize how important it is that we become active in everything, not simply passive. We have to become contrarians, the challengers, the doubters, the skeptics. We have to do this. Because, it, and it's just like when, when, and this was, so many people said this to me early on. Now, now don't, don't criticize President Trump. We don't want to divide the movement. That was during the vax, by the way. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? There is a right and there is a wrong. And if you're not going to stand for what's right, then you are wrong. And if you're one that wants to seek to be always making peace at any cost, you're not on my team. Not on my team at all. And I don't want anything to do with you because you end up being a massive risk to everyone else. Let me read you a quote. I think it's right apropos to this whole thing here. And this is a quote by Samuel Adams. 
If, if ye love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animating con- contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask you not your counsels or your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were our countrymen. These were things our founding fathers were writing and publishing out. They understood the cost of freedom. Absolute cost. And it's something that we have long forgotten in this time, which is sad. Of the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence, 12 of them fought in battles as members of state militias. Five were captured and imprisoned during the Revolutionary War. 17 were lost their property as a result of British raids. And five lost their fortunes in helping fund the Constitutional Army and state militias battle the Redcoats. We will... We give our lives, our sacred honor, and our fortunes. And they did just that. They spoke as men of honor. They gave everything. My prayers right now, most importantly for this nation, are that we can reclaim that moral root that we have. We have to tear out this despicable root of deceit and lies and the acceptance that everything is about me. One of the reasons I can't stand Wall Street trading. And by the way, just to be perfectly transparent, I do not trade at all and have not traded anything seriously. I think the most I've ever put in is about $1,000 on Wall Street and I got rid of it. I do not trade on stocks. And I will not. And I do not put my money in 401ks. I don't do any of that. And let me explain why so we're understanding. The entire system that we have been constructed here for the financial system, which is yet another part of this burden, is designed specifically so that people may profit off the back of workers, reducing the the benefit that workers should be gaining for their own labor. People profit simply by putting money into a pool effectively. And there's all sorts of justifications, things like, well, I give money to a business, they leverage my capital, I, return an, I, I require a return on my investment. That's nice to convince yourself it's okay. But here's the reality. Every single person that puts their money in the stock market, you are in some fashion or another participating in a form of slavery because you're welching off the back of the laborers on the field. It's that despicable of a system. And when we run into these points, and, I, and it happens regularly, where people get to a point where it, it's all about, well, okay, I've, I've got to get, I've got to focus on my money. I've got to focus on what's going to happen next. So I'm going to trade more. I'm going to make more. None of this is going to matter if we lose this fight. Our Constitution's already being used as toilet paper by the deep state. And the only reason this Constitution even has a hope of surviving is because of the efforts of people like Chris Ann Hall and other people that are taking it upon themselves to read and understand and to keep it alive. But our police departments don't know it well. Our county commissioners don't know it well. Our sheriffs seldom know it well. And those are the people that matter. I guarantee you, not a teacher in the schools, well, I shouldn't say, shouldn't say none, but there you would be hard-pressed to find a teacher in the modern-day public schools that has ever read the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence. And if they haven't read it, you can only imagine the sorts of things that they'll say about it. And they will say it about it. Why they push for things like being gender-neutral and trying to push these woke agendas. It's the most incredible thing in the world that a country that was the beacon of light and hope Literally, the city on the hill for the rest of the world has succumbed to, a, a, to an insurgent few that are more worried about what's between their legs and what sexual orientation they have and what their sexual activity is going to be than worrying about the principles of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is how far we have fallen as a nation. And those same people that are raping kids, 
destroying kids, mutilating kids, exploiting kids. They're the ones currently in power. And that has to change or we lose. So it's great to hear the reports of President Trump. I'm intrigued by them because they, they do go forward with a different direction that we may have anticipated. They offer the opportunity for those that are going to be spellbound and locked into the television model, which is exactly where they'll be. And hopefully through that process, they'll get a bit of an education on the truth of things and what really happened. I honestly think that the 2020 election will be redone. And I think when it is, I think you can buckle up to prepare for one of the greatest crap shows you've ever imagined in, this, in the world. Liberals' heads will explode, cities will burn, and you will see things like you have never imagined seeing. Because that's what happens when programming is broken that is that extreme. And I've talked about that here many times. But this country has been modernized under a lie. We have worked a lie that Washington, D.C. has more power than us. And that is the lie. We are a constitutional republic, just so I say it, not a democracy. And they keep pounding this democracy things. Every time they say that, correct them. Correct them, because it doesn't matter whether it's a candidate or whether it's a media person or somebody you meet on the street. We are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. And our founding fathers abhorred a democracy. They knew what it would lead to. And ultimately, it leads to horrific tyranny is what it does every time. But we're dealing with a group of people in this world, youth, that have been indoctrinated on the principles of socialism, free stuff, that write things like health care is a human right. Can you imagine? We have actually got a group of people that believe that injecting an mRNA shot in your body by a pharmaceutical company is a human right because that's part of healthcare. They also believe that healthcare includes having a baby ripped from inside the womb of a, of a woman, vacuumed out into pieces without any concern of what happens to that child. That's considered a human right. And yet these same people that want that don't want anything to do with the 83,000 children that have gone missing. I believe in thy heart of hearts that those that are here in Bard's Nation and others around the country that are awakening to this criticality of duplicity and hypocrisy, I believe that we are the only hope for this nation. I believe that we are in such a time as this that truly politics is simply the clown show. And it might be entertaining and you might enjoy watching it and you might enjoy believing in it, but I'm going to tell you, the sort of horrors that this country has been part of, the wars that we have waged against whole civilizations, the people that we have erased off the face of the earth for the sake of corporate contracts and oil exploration, just to name a couple, the amount of country damage that we've done in, this, in the name of trying to ensure that we have a global dollar hegemony and we have everybody obedient to using the petrodollar. We have atonement to make. And while it might be nice in the model that Jan Halper Hayes says, and she might be right on all those things, that we've now bankrupted the corporation, we brought back 650 plane loads of gold, I don't know. I'm simply going by what she says, and she's got a lot at stake to say that as somebody with a PhD and a big reputation. And she's at the Pentagon, so maybe she's right. But what that doesn't fix is the spiritual damage which we've done across this world and in this nation itself. And the only way that gets healed are those that are truly walking in Christ and understanding our authorities and understanding the greater authorities of us being sovereigns of this land. There's a whole bunch of people that will want to abide into this new world, obedient to legislative laws and okay with being told what to do. But that's not the way God designed this nation. It was we the people, which means we each are sovereigns accountable and responsible for ourselves. And in together as we work in one body, it is a tremendous and powerful form of governance, which literally you don't need a president. And you don't need these representatives. But you do have them for the sole purpose of dealing with the administrative nonsense that is beyond the will of is necessary for the will of the people to be executed. 
So my challenge here is, is simple. And next week we will continue reading the Constitution and continue down that path into the Bill of Rights. And my challenge is really this. Be a patriot and seek out that higher level of education. In the previous hour, Lieutenant Mark Bashaw said he entered into the military without a higher level education. And over the course of his duty, on duty, working his job and working at nights, he acquired a bachelor's and a master's in his own time. We don't need education through universities right now. We need education into the principles of sovereignty. That comes from things like the class and the classwork that Jaron Jaron Jackson has available to learn common law. That comes about from studying and deeply studying the word, understanding the Bible, understanding what's in it and how it ties to common law, and then be able to tie that to the documents we have that founded this nation and then go beyond. Seek out the writings of our founding fathers. Build those libraries in your home. Read them to your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors. This is how we raise up this nation. Because once people truly start to understand the power of being a sovereign in this world, everything changes. You don't look at anything in the same way anymore. You're truly set free. And to quote Q, the end is not for everyone. Well, okay, but that end is for me. And I think it's for a lot of you, but it's hard work. It's not going to come easy. And it will mean that we have to stand up against the deep state and whatever variation of that garbage comes out of the post-deep state era. But the one principal issue that our founding fathers made very, very clear, any law, any legislation that violates the Constitution is against the law of the land and the people have no obligation to follow it. Know the Constitution. Understand what these legislative acts are doing and do not let them convince you to follow them. It's like dealing with an alluring demon spirit that pulls you into watching porn. Stand up against it, rebuke it, and be a soldier in Christ's army. These are the times, truly, that test and try men's souls. But these are the times that define a patriot. And when we step into that place to be patriots, we are building the foundation for the legacy for the children to follow and the children yet unborn. We are the beacons of light. And when we take that knowledge upon us to learn this, I don't care where you're at, when you take that time to learn that knowledge and be mighty, that is what our youth and our children need to see. And those examples will shape their future. And it will be far more a far different future than those that are trying to take them down the dark paths of the dark arts of mutilation. Our our commitment is big and our burden is huge. But the greatest part about this is it was given to us by our Father. And our Father knows who we are. And He knows that we will succeed. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we are here tonight blessed and humbled and we are just as we sit here and just reflecting deeply on the sacrifices made from Jesus through the evolution of this nation to the moment to where we sit here and honestly father there's so much in this country now that doesn't even understand what that sacrifice is or what it would require to do that and it's sad because so much has been given and so much has been taken for granted. So, Father, this is just an honest prayer tonight, a prayer of our hearts that wherever we are and whatever is on our hearts, my prayer for everyone is come to the throne and be honest. Open your heart. Let God see that you are willing to show even the darkest of things. Seek repentance and forgiveness and learn the power of a merciful God. Christ died on that cross for us. And this is the example of where we need to walk. We need to learn again the power of loving thy neighbor. 
learn the power again of walking in a true relationship with Jesus. We have to learn and be educated on how to walk as sovereigns in this land. And with that, to grow mightily within kingdom. To live literally on the fringe of a world that people are absorbed with. To let go of the obsessions of the gadgets and the things that promise a more convenient lifestyle, but instead walk a true path. One that will test us. One that will sometimes hurt, but one that will always be true to our Lord and Savior, Jesus. That's my prayer, Father. My prayer for everyone to be true, to be honest, and to walk humbly in this world. Guide us and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, walk true. Be true. Be true in your heart to all things. If you can't be that with Father and you assume that he's going to read your heart, we're missing a big part of the growth. It's an amazing thing when we can go before the throne and open our heart up and say, these are the hardest things for me to speak of, Father, and I will speak them to you. And that's where the true healing and the true blessing comes from heaven. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Now, Patriots, remember, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. it's 10 a.m. Eastern, we're having prayer Saturday. That's the new normal time for our prayer block. And then don't forget, on Sunday at 2 p.m., we're having the session with Jaron Jackson, and we'll put all this up on Telegram, and I'll make sure that we have it up. I guess we'll put it up underneath the podcast so you don't forget. But we want you there on Clout Hub. Get an account on Clout Hub. And then you can go to events, and you can find it. And then at 2 p.m., that'll go live, and you can click on that, and you can join the event. It'll be great. All right, Patriots. I'll see you then tomorrow or Sunday or Sunday again, Sunday night. But until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in.
Just